The word religion has gotten a bad rap. In an age where people are apt to consider themselves more spiritual than religious, we've departed from the potential wrapped up in the concept of religion. In this message by Pastor Jeff, entitled True Religion, he examines a few of the ways that James says we can live our lives pursuing a religion that God accepts as pure and faultless. Pastor Jeff goes on to note three principles that can either bless our lives or butcher our lives. Enjoy this message from the City of Life Church podcast. I'm, I'm preaching out of the book of James. This is kind of a, a weird thing that just came out of nowhere. I just wanted to preach that. Uh, one week I was like, I just, I'll just start reading the book of James. I did, it's not planned. Our team didn't come up with this. I just started going line by line. And uh, week one, uh, I talked about trials and temptations and how trials build character in us. Even when it seems painful, it builds character. Last week, uh, I talked about, I did it for the second week in a row. Last week was week two. Last week, I talked about the fact that James says that we try to blame many of our temptations on God, but God doesn't tempt us with evil. God may create a test, but he never is the cause of the temptation. I, I kind of equated that as James is trying to describe that it's like getting mad at your math teacher for giving you a test. And saying, she's the reason that I failed because she gave me the test. No, no, no. The reason is you didn't study. You weren't prepared for the test. She simply gave the test, which measures your aptitude. Uh, the test, you can't blame the person who gave the test for causing you to fail. You failed because you weren't ready. And in the same way, God may provide a test for us, but he doesn't cause the temptation. If anyone was here last week, I'll give you a little mini quiz. Where does the temptation actually come from? Oh, that is strong. You guys were good right there because I didn't hear anyone be like, obviously the devil passed Jeff. What Bible you been reading? No, we talked about last week. It says, it says that we're all tempted when we're drawn away from our own evil desires and tempted. And when lust has conceived, it brings forth sin. And when sin is finished, it brings forth death. So it's interesting, a lot of us are rebuking the devil for things that he didn't even do. We, we got problems going on in our life. We're like, devil, I bind you in Jesus' name. The devil's like, hey, dude, leave me alone. I've already got my own problems with God. I'm going to hell for eternity. Do your own thing, man. It's like, I'm not a part of this one. I'm serious. Like, seriously, we got problems in us that come from us. What we were talking about last week is we're supposed to be married to Jesus. We are referred to in the Bible as the bride of Christ. So as the church, that's like the female version. It's like Jesus is the husband. We're the bride. We're faithful to Jesus. And this analogy that it used last week about temptation says these outside forces come in and impregnate us when we don't stay committed and loyal to Jesus, who is our husband in a spiritual sense. It literally says we will commit adultery with whether it's a sex sin, pornography, adultery, fornication, whatever that sex sin may be, something that's just unclean, that's not godly, we'll let that into our life. But it's not just sex, it could be pride. It could be arrogance. It could be the love of money. It doesn't matter. It could be overlooking people that are in need. Those are all sins. Those are all things that impregnate our over desire for affirmation and it brings forth sin, and sin ends up leading to death in our life. 
So that whole, that's some powerful stuff, which leads us this week to the second half of chapter one. We're not even out of chapter one yet, uh, which tells us some typical misconceptions about our faith, why we are so easy to let stupid things tempt us and fill that place of desire that's supposed to be filled by God. Here's some ways that we fall and we get off track. That's what we're gonna be talking about today. I'm gonna title my message, True Religion, Not the Genes, True Religion, uh, based on the scripture I'm about to read at the end of James 1. Father, bless this message today. Holy Spirit, continue to do a deep work within each one of us. Help me to deliver this in a way that honors you and brings just a love for your word in it, for every person in this place. In Jesus' name, amen. So James 1, 19 says this, my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. What can save you? The word that is planted in you can save you. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourself. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in the mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed. Oh man, this is so good. They will be blessed in what they do. Those who consider themselves religion, religious and yet do not keep a tight rein on their tongues deceive themselves and their religion is worthless. Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and undefiled or faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted. Hold on. Polluted by the, it's going to put my notes on here, but it's not in the right way. Oh, it's front and back. Well, that's the reason. Thank you. I'm glad we're, that we're married. <laughs> for, for a lot more reasons than that, but that's, that's, a, that's a huge one right there. Yeah, my, my iPad went dead, and they printed these just now. This is the first time I've looked at these. Okay, so now let me read the rest of this. So religion that our Father God accepts is pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. Okay, so I like this. I like the fact that we've talked for a couple of weeks about trials, about temptations. Uh, last week about sin, where sin starts. It really comes from within us. Now James is helping us deal with external things in our life that really cause a lot of this frustration. We deal with anxiety. Uh, two weeks ago, we talked about anxiety, inner turmoil when we go through stress. And now we're talking about external turmoil with anger, things that cause us to be angry and, and express frustration and, and anger. Uh, so here James gives us, to, right off the bat, 
uh, today, he gives us three principles that can either bless our lives or butcher our lives. Okay, they can either bless our lives or butcher our lives. Here's the three things. Number one, listening. Number two, speaking. Number three, getting angry. Okay, number, number one, listening. Number two, speaking. Number three, getting angry. So I want to go over these things. Let's start with listening. Okay, listening is one of the biggest problems that we have in our entire culture right now. We have become a culture that just wants to talk. We want, it, we want everyone to hear what we're saying, but rarely do we ever want to listen to anyone else. We want to be heard so desperately. That's why our social media accounts are so, uh, it's just, it asks us, what's on your mind? You know, we want to we express ourselves in every possible way. We want everyone to know what we have to say, what we're thinking. But rarely do we really take the time to digest what other people are saying and listen to what people are saying. Do you know that I just recently read an article, it was a psychological article that was talking about things that cause people to feel unvalued in life that cause people to feel a sense of low self-esteem and low self-worth, that one of the most inhumane things this article was saying, from a psychological standpoint that we can do in current culture, is while we are talking to someone else, is to have electronics in our hands while someone else is talking. Please don't put your phone down right now because I want you to take notes. (laughs) But one (laughs) one of the most, one of the greatest ways to devalue someone Can I borrow someone's phone just for a second? I just want to show a little demonstration. So have you ever had someone talking to you? Oh, yeah, today was such a good day at work, and here you are. Oh, really? Okay, yeah, that's great. That's great, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. Wow, 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 wow. You ever done that before? Or you're like, I did that this morning. (laughs) Uh, Wow. Okay, so, so one time I'm talking to AIM. And she's telling me the story. I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, wow, wow. Yeah, 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 wow. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome, that's awesome. And she went, what? I said, that's awesome. And she goes, that is not awesome. She broke her leg. I was like, uh, oh, wait, what would happen again? Have you ever been so checked out? You ever so checked out? I mean, we're, we're, huh? She didn't, yeah. She's, she's clarifying. She didn't yell, but yeah. She was pretty sweet about it. She doesn't yell, but I'm trying to preach. I'm trying to make a point here and let them know. It's like, it's not literal. I thought we had this conversation. Okay. I'm trying to emphasize a point. So, so, have you ever done this too, or have you ever met somebody? And, and they say, hi, my name is Tim. You go, hey, what's up? My name's Jeff. It's good to meet you. And you think, I really would like to call this guy by name. I wonder what his name is. It's like he just told you his name is Tim 15 seconds ago. You didn't listen at all. You're not listening to anything that's being said. And I think that we're just in a call. Like the other night, there was a football game on. I, actually, it was the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, just coincidentally, on Thursday. They beat the Saints. I mean, I don't know. It's like, it kind of happened, you know. Uh, but anyways, after the game, I was watching uh, a commentary where these guys are talking to each other on a set, and one guy asks another guy a question, and the guy starts answering. He's like, so what do you think was the reason? The guy goes, well, I think that the reason was the defense. 
And this guy goes, hold on, wait a second, I want to, it's like he's answering the question that you just asked him. Before he has a chance to answer the question, you're already saying the next thing that you have planned in your mind. Don't you think this is kind of the, what, what we've become as a culture? We're so eager to jump in and say something that we're not processing and listening. You've got people in your life that are trying to say something. Are you listening? James is telling us one of our biggest problems with people is that we don't listen. I'm, I'm, I'm going to make a suggestion. I think rather than just kind of putting your phone down when someone's talking and going, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th I think that we would think that it's polite to just for a second like go like this and just look at it. I have an idea. How about taking your phone and disconnecting it from your body completely? Put it down on a table. Don't even touch it. When you're talking to a human being, put your phone down for a second and look them in the eye and give them some decency and some respect to listen to what's being said. Hey. This is not me preaching down to you. Actually, let me come down here so you know that I do this too. This is me talking to you as a modern 21st century person that I do this too. It's heartbreaking to think of the way people are trying to connect with us and we're connecting with something else that we're saying this is more valuable than what you have to say. So let's put our phones down, start giving people some decency and dignity and some attention I think there's a real power in that. Let's, let's, let's start using body language to become better listeners. And I'm not talking about, come on, come on, what's the point? What's the point? That's not the body language I'm referring to. Is there an end to this story? That's not what I mean. Let, let, let's, let's, let's use some body language. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, let people know. Kind of like how we do in church, you know? I think that's important in church. Your body language lets people know that you're listening, lets yourself know that you're listening. Let's mirror back to people what they say to us so we can become better listeners. So you, you can kind of summarize what's being said. You say, so, so what I'm hearing you say, that's a good thing to practice, is to repeat back. So what I'm hearing you say is that you're feeling frustrated right now. You're feeling like you're not doing everything that you can do and you want to do better. And they say, yeah, that's exactly what I mean. Well, I want to help with that then. And, and I, want to, I want to be there for you. And I believe that God's, get, then you can start encouraging them. I believe God's got something for you. He's, he's going to help you through this. But let's become listeners. And I'm afraid that what happens is that our social habits bleed over and they become our spiritual habits. What happens if we're such poor listeners socially that we become poor listeners in church? What happens if we're such poor listeners to everyone around us and we become poor listeners to God? And God is trying to speak to us through all these people, but we're not listening. We hear it, but we don't listen. I'm afraid that we can even bring this habit into church where when you listen to the word being preached or you listen to a song, all you're looking for is some Twitter bomb statement that you could put on Twitter. My pastor said this, it's so amazing. And you're looking for a bomb, but you miss the fact that they just read a whole chapter of the Bible that could change your life. If you just listen to what God is saying to you, it could change you from the inside out. You don't need a Twitter bomb. The Bible is the bomb. The whole thing. Oh, that's a Twitter bomb in itself. I just contradicted myself. <laughs> I was trying to be cheesy, but it ended up kind of being cool, so whatever. The, the, whole, the whole thing. We're, we're a culture that is not used to listening. Be, be quick to listen. Be quick to listen. Look at someone next to you say, be quick to listen. So I want you, to, that person that you just looked at, I want you to look at them real quick, and I want you to tell them your name, and I want you to tell them where you were born. Remember, this is, 
on listening. I'll give you a hint. This is on listening. Uh, now we're going to raise the stakes. I want you to look at the person on your other side and tell them your name and where you were born. All right, now I need to divert your attention, so let's sing the ABCs. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S, T, U, V, W, X, Y, and Z. Or break off Spanish. A, B, C, D, C, A, F, H, H, E, J, K, L, E, M, N, O, P, Q, R, R, S, T, U, V, W, X, Y, Z. What's up? What's up? So I got your attention off of the person next to you. Now, I want you to look at the first person you looked at, and I want you to tell them, back to them, what their name is and where they were born. Now look at the person on the other side, and look at them and tell them their name and where they were born. Raise your hand if you got all the answers right. Okay, that's some hands that were not raised. <laughs> some raised, some not. That means some people missed it. Listening is hard. Listening is hard. It's really hard. I'm terrible at stuff like this. I'd be failing that. Listening is hard. We see how we have to focus to just remember something as basic as what we just did. That's how much we have to really try to listen. James is telling us, be quick. Learn how to make it your objective every day to be a listener in life. Be a learner in life. Be someone who processes information. There's a lot of wisdom. We can overcome pitfalls in life by listening, holding on to godly wisdom in everything we do. Uh, making it, making it our, our purpose and our goal. I love that old saying that we're born with two ears and one mouth because we need to listen twice as much as we speak. Okay, so, so we, need to, we need to learn how to be listeners. Don't you love that phrase also that says, better to be perceived as a fool than to open one's mouth and confirm it. <laughs> you guys agree with that? I agree. But, I mean, what you should actually do is when, when people, you know, are, are just, when you're in that situation, you should just go, hmm. Hmm. What you do is you'll freak people out. They'll be like, ooh, he's so wise. <laughs> he, he has something to say that's so deep he can't even express it. And then when they look at you like you're wise, you just go, like, yes, I am. It's just so much better. Be a listener. And the problem is we just want to say, I mean, I love, I, I watched an interview recently with someone who's kind of weird but fascinating, and, and he, he's a scientist and people were asking him questions and every time they asked him a question they would ask the question so what do you think about this subject and he would go hmm and you're sitting there going does he know the answer to this and then he goes well what I think is this and then he would just say the most brilliant thing that you've ever heard in your entire life. He wanted to organize it. See, you know how I am in that situation? People say, 
what do you think about this? I go, like, I just can't stop. Like, I just, like, I'm a moron. It's like, I just start, my tongue is, it has a mind of its own. It just starts going down, and I change subjects, and it's like, I don't want to be like that. I want to be the guy that's, that just stops. Quick to listen. What's the second one? Slow to speak. Slow to speak. How much, how many problems could you save yourself in life if you were actually slow to speak? Now, I'm not telling on my dad. But when, when Pop was in his early 20s and he just got married, my mom asked him one of those trap questions. I don't know where, where, how you come up with these kind of questions. But she comes out and she says, Gary, does this dress make me look fat? Look at the person next to you and say, I know where you were born. And say, that's a trap question right there. You know what my dad said, the young man that he was? He, th he thought he was going to figure out a way to let her know that that dress looked good. He said, babe, you have plenty of dresses that make you look way fatter than that. Well, if you don't think it made an impact on my mom, I'm telling the story 40 years later. She did not like that answer very much. It's not limited to him. Like, we say things. We don't think what we say. It's like, I, I was a pretty young guy. I was, like, about to become a pastor. I'm, I just got married. I'm with my wife. We're in a restaurant. And, and this lady's standing there with her, her husband. And I had not seen him in the longest time. And, and here I go. I see her, and I go... I didn't know that you were pregnant. She got that look, that one where you're so deeply devastated that you can't express what's going on, and I realized what I had done, so I did what any good pastor would do. I lied. I said, somebody told me you were pregnant, and I, I, I just, I'm just repeating back to you what I heard. I, you don't look pregnant. You look like a teenager to me. You don't look like you could even have a child. You're so young and fit looking. I repented for that answer. I mean, that's bad. God has already forgiven me, and I moved on. That's terrible. That's awful. I don't mention, if you're pregnant and you're around me, you ain't going to get no comment from me. I don't care if you're giving birth in the foyer and you're laying there, the baby coming out. I'll say, well, what's she doing? She doesn't look pregnant to me. I, um, you look great. I ain't going to talk about no pregnancy. I don't care if you got a bun in the oven, shirt on, whatever. I'll be like, whose is that? I mean, I, like, I, I, I ain't going to go there. How much trouble could we save ourselves by being quick to what? And being slow to speak. Slow to speak. The Bible just says we get it wrong. We mess this up so much. You know what I like about this is it says those who consider themselves religious and yet do not keep a tight rein on their tongues, 
deceive themselves. And their religion is worthless. Now listen what he says. He flips it. He says, religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. What he's saying is that we're quick to speak. We love to talk about how spiritual we are. But are you taking care of broken people? See, it's saying we want to talk about our faith all the time. This is what I believe, and we're typing scriptures on faith. This is what I believe. It's saying, why don't, you, why don't you slow your roll a little bit? Chill out a little bit on all the talking and saying to everybody what you believe and what you think, and how about you start living in a way where people can see the fruit of your life. They can see the fruit of God's word being demonstrated in your family, in your relationships, in your church, in your job, in everything you do. They're seeing it. They don't have to hear it. He's saying you mess it up. When you talk about what you believe, but you don't demonstrate what you believe. And then finally, uh, we come to, to anger. And anger is a pretty scary, pretty scary thing. Uh, anger is, a, is something that I've dealt with in my life. I've, I've taken classes on anger management. I encourage anyone that struggles with anger. Anger is essentially a form of pride. It's, it's, it's a form of like, I'm so good that who is going to talk to me like that? And do you know that you can't really be prideful and humble at the same time? You can't be humbled by God's dynamic love for you if you're just running around going, who, who's, nobody's going to talk to me like that. It's two different worlds. It's coming from two different places. So what, what he's talking about is he's saying that anger it does not produce the righteousness that God desires. He says, my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry. Here's why. Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. You cannot be righteous and be angry out of your own flesh. It's not possible. That's why a lot of people that are living their lives... I'm, this is wrong in the world. I'm going to fix it. This is wrong. I'm mad about it. I'm going to fix it. Let me just tell you something. If your anger is not first directed towards sin and fallen humanity that is all around us, that the devil has deceived people and people are going downhill and their sal eternal salvation is lost and, and we don't see a sense of injustice that people are buying the lie that sex and money and fame and fortune and all these alluring things will make them happy. If we're not outraged that people are going to hell, but we can get mad about other things, there's a problem with our priorities. The Bible says that human anger does not produce godly righteousness. We have to learn how to be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to anger. And I believe that when we solve these three things, we're, we're building a life of discipline where we can go through trials, we can overcome things with dignity, with honor, with wisdom, with righteousness in our life. We can stop, we can be blessed by these principles rather than being butchered by them. If you're out there just, you're not listening to anything, you're not letting things sink in, you're losing. If you're out there just speaking your mind to everyone, just speaking your mind, just saying whatever comes, I mean, I got something in a couple weeks, I don't know when I'm gonna teach this next one. It, it's, it's in James chapter two, which talks about faith without works. I'll get into some stuff about 
people that just say stuff and they have no, they just say whatever they want. Such a dangerous life. You have no idea what that's like. Putting that out there, you can't, people try to take things back, you can't take things back. You can't take them back. And then being slow to anger. Find a way to live peaceful in your life, to lay those things down at the foot of the altar, to realize that at the altar, to realize that anger originates in pride ungodly anger originates in pride and um, let's live a life that's pleasing to God thank you so much for listening to the City of Life Church podcast if City of Life has blessed you in any way please consider giving by heading to col.tv and clicking on the give tab have a great week